1: You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and Americanamusicmagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Colorado-based musician Lee Sims turned a middle school talent show performance into a musical career that resulted in a Colorado Entertainer of the Year Award in 2001, Colorado Country Music Hall of Fame Entertainer of the Year in 2003, and a three-time Golden Music Award winner in Nashville, Tennessee. Join me as Lee and I talk about his new CD, A Few More Miles to Go, on this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Hi, Lee. Welcome to the podcast today.
0: Well, thank you. It's
1: good to be with you. Great. Great to talk with you and... Um we are uh, crossing miles here I'm in Virginia you're in Colorado is it uh, deep in the heart of winter and snow season where you are
0: no, it's not going to be too bad today we're supposed to be up around 50 degrees so that's not too bad yeah good
1: okay well that sounds like about us so um, this this weather weather patterns are all all confused anymore it's hard to tell uh, anymore used to be you could count on it but uh, these days it's hard to tell what it's going to be <laughs>
0: I think that's a fact uh, kind
1: of, kind of like music I guess right music is all across the spectrum these days you can you can like just about anything you want
0: <laughs> there's a lot to offer out there that's for sure yeah
1: <laughs> so um give me some background about uh, how how you got exposed to music in the beginning uh, did you grow up with it as a child family exposure when did it start for you
0: it was uh, pretty much as a as a kid um, my dad was um, was in the military, and he was in charge of uh, special services, which booked a lot of a lot of country acts back in those days. Okay, and uh, so it kind of filtered down through him. He wasn't uh, musically inclined, but it, he definitely had uh, you know a love of the music, and so it uh, it kind of filtered down to me. You take me over to he knew a lot of um, musicians too, and so he'd take me over to some people's house and you know, had me sing with them, and I was probably, well, I don't know, probably seven, eight years old, maybe. Uh-huh. So it kind of started that way, and then once I got into the 60s, then I um, when I picked up the guitar and kind of taught myself how to play and playing along with songs, and, you know, it, that's pretty much where everything started.
1: I um, saw in, in some of the notes that uh, you... Began with the lap steel. Am I reading that right?
0: Uh, yeah, actually, it was more of a. It was more of a dobro. It wasn't really a, a steel. It was a, an acoustic guitar that they, uh, you know, they have a way of raising that nut up. With yeah. A, with, a, with a brass nut and getting it up high enough, but the, my first, my first influence uh, with an instrument was on. They I call it a dobro, but other people would call it a lap steel. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, six string, you know.
1: Yeah, is that harder to learn, or did you just did you play it like like you would play a regular six string guitar?
0: Um, it. I don't think it was uh, more difficult. Actually, in some in some respects, it might have even been a little little easier. But I mean, you know, when you're just learning to begin with, you're uh, you're learning just the, the basic stuff, so it wasn't it wasn't too, uh, too difficult. Yeah. but uh, I think it was more difficult taking that, uh, that raised nut off and trying to figure out how to play chords. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a little more challenging. Sure.
1: Yeah. So you, uh, uh high schooled, uh, talent contest. Is, is that right? And then, and then kind of formed your own band right after that.
0: Yeah. I, uh, was ex- actually in a junior high middle school. Okay. Um, um, uh, talent contest, and then it, it really did spawn off of that. Some of the guys that I was playing in that band with, uh, we decided to keep on doing it, and we worked little odds-and-end jobs. And and then it, it just kind of grew from there. Um, I had to find some different players, obviously, to continue to, uh, to start working in the clubs and things like that. But once again, I, like I said, my dad was uh, instrumental in getting us into clubs, so...
1: Has this been something that you've pursued professionally from that point?
0: Uh, yeah I was about 15 when I started.
1: And as it has it always been kind of a full-time venture? Have you done other things in between?
0: Yeah I obviously uh, it's pretty pretty tough enough to crack uh, to make a living doing it. I did it for a long time, but uh, yeah I've done other things. I've worked on business machines. I've uh, sold cars, I've, I actually my, my main job that uh, allowed me to, to um, devote all my time to music now was working for uh, the United States Postal Service.
1: So oh okay. I,
0: I worked for them for a long time and then then I got out of that and you know gave me enough so that I could uh, go back and pursue my music again. So I kind of took it. Was, oh, I was still played in while I was working at the post office. It was just more difficult.
1: Right. Okay. And when did you start uh, recording? Uh, writing, Writing. I'm assuming you, you write a lot of your original songs in the recording?
0: No, not so much. I'm, um, I am i don't have a lot of talent in, in the writing area. Okay. <laughs> I've been fortunate enough to know people that do yeah, write, that sure. you know, allow, allow me to do their songs. But. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm not quite in that vein. I'm not quite that good.
1: So when did you start recording professionally and, and creating you know, music product to, for people to listen to?
0: Probably back in, um, I'm going to guess it was about 1966. Okay. So, so I started doing that, and the first, you know, for obviously your first endeavors are something you want to kind of put under the table somewhere <laughs> <You're> Right. such <laughs> <laughs> a big learning curve in that stuff but anyway and that's when I first started then and I got more serious as uh, time went on uh, back in the 70s I was uh, I was doing it full-time on the road and, and so then I, I started recording a little more seriously then and and um, as time progressed you know I've, I've done several albums I was I was also um, a studio singer okay here locally in the Denver area, um, it was a um, production company, and they would sell uh, commercials to country stations, rock stations, pop oh, stations. Oh, okay, sure. So yeah. they, had, they had a stable of singers, hmm. and I was the, I was the country singer. Okay, and, and then uh, just that side side bar on that one, um, I was working in the same studio that. Uh, had Gary Morris doing all the pop stuff.
1: So, yeah, okay. You
0: know, he, he got well known as a country singer, but he, at the time he was doing all the pop stuff, and I was doing all the country stuff. So,
1: and like were you also doing some voiceover work as part of that?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did a lot of voice, yeah. a lot of voiceover.
1: Okay, was that still in 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 uh, in addition to your postal career? Or was that before you you started that?
0: That was before I started that. Yeah, I didn't start the post office until actually about 2000. So, you know, I just uh, I just got out of the post office here you know, three years ago, I
1: think. Oh, right. Okay. Um. So your music is, um, I guess I would, as I listen to it, would call it kind of the traditional classic um, country sound. It's it's certainly not what we hear on country music radio today. Is that does that Bit am I, am I defining that right for you?
0: I, yeah, I would think so. I I certainly don't fashion myself as uh, you know any of the um, mainstream country artists that are out there today. Now, actually, I kind of look at uh, I kind of look at this last album as being a little more along the lines of uh, like a George Strait, right? Um, Alan Jackson, you know that kind of thing. Uh, and I had a lot of the same players. Uh, that have worked on their stuff on this CD as well so you know kind of I think that's kind of where some of that feel comes from too
1: uh, i'm I'm sure some of this is probably uh, uh, geographic in in how things fit but where do you find uh, the style of music that you play where does that fit best for your listeners where where do you find um, your your best um, Venues and outlets for your music.
0: Well, uh, I've been playing around the area a lot, so you know I've, I've kind of got uh, a reputation around here, around here in the Colorado area, right? And so um, you know, there's mostly clubs. Um, I do get into a couple of fair dates and a couple of um, you know Fourth of July celebration things and. Um, but as far as the, the listeners to my recorded music, it, it's really pretty much all over the map. Um, you know, it's um, actually it's kind of interesting. I this last week I've been talking to people in France and in Great Britain, so it's okay. kind of making making its way across the pond. Yeah,
1: right? for so sure. We'll,
0: we'll see where that all goes. But uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited about you know just getting everybody to hear it. Because I think it's a really good product, and I'm not a bragger, but I do think it's good. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, well, it certainly it it fits nicely under this relatively new umbrella called Americana. Um, you know that that kind of that uh, anymore today. It's an alternative to to the mainstream country, but I also think that it's starting to uh, really generate a, a broader fan base as people. Um, sort of get tired of the mainstream and they're looking for other... Um, alternatives, yeah. Yeah, al- alternatives, but still sort of fit within kind of their own flavor, but but fit closer to what they would consider uh, more authentic, maybe, um, if that's the right word. Uh, I, I, n- I noticed that you, in some of your several past albums, you were able to get some really good chart activity, too, on the radio.
0: Oh, yeah, I've been... Been really fortunate. I've had some. Um, I've had some promoters who helped me out a lot, and um, and then I've just actually happened to meet some people that, you know, word of mouth. Um, um, a CD that I did back around two thousand one, I think it was, did really well throughout the throughout your part of the country, uh, up and down through Maine and down through Florida. Sure, you know, that yeah. whole the East Coast yeah, yeah. So uh, that one did quite well for me. Plus, it went. To, went real well over in Ireland and Australia so you know I've been around for a while and and, and some of those um, some of those outlets I'm still camping into so yeah um, hopefully I'll get some good response on this one too
1: do you have a particular kind of venue that you prefer that you like to play over some of the others
0: uh, I like to play venues where it's um, I like the smaller rooms, actually, because it, mm-hmm. it's a little more intimate and, you know, you get the people right up front. Yeah. There, and I, I like that. I like to be able to look into their eyes and, and um, you know, uh, make a connection with them. Right. And when you're doing the bigger ones, it's a little more difficult to do that. So I kind of enjoy those, but uh, I'm not opposed to working the big shows, though, either. So, you know, our Fourth of July things that we've done, have has been pretty big, um, pretty big. Venues and and quite a few people that uh, were there, so I like those two, But I kind of prefer the the smaller ones.
1: Yeah. Do you, Do you find that your shows are are more conducive to uh, a, a listening audience, or do you like to kind of create the environment where folks will actually get up and dance?
0: I have a lot of dancers that follow. My, yeah, my music. Yeah, it's um, it's very danceable, and and I I do cater probably more to the dancers. But I, I guess that's what I'm saying. I I really like the the, the smaller venues where where people are kind of forced to, to listen. You know?
1: Right, right, yeah. What what's a what is a tour schedule? Do you do you get to tour? What does that look like for you when you? Uh, I, you've got a new record. We're going to talk about here in a couple minutes. And when you when you do that, what does that look like for you when you get to play that out and 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 um, let let folks sample the new music.
0: Well, for the time being, right now, uh, it's still pretty well centered around the Colorado region, the Rocky Mountain region, but mostly Colorado. I don't venture out too far because uh, it just hasn't, you know, it hasn't warranted doing that. Uh-huh. So, uh, but uh, with some exposure here, that could change everything.
1: Yeah, so that that's kind of on the radar for you. You would like to like to take it outside Colorado if you could.
0: Yeah, you bet. Yeah, you bet. Okay,
1: um, new CD, uh, a few more miles to go. I think you said was the name of it. Is that uh, how long has that been out for you?
0: Uh, the release date was um, December the sixteenth. So oh, it's been just recently, just not even, not even mm-hmm. a month yet.
1: Yeah. So. Okay. Tell me about that a little bit. The the process of putting that together, picking some of the music that's on it.
0: Well, uh, that was. It was really quite a, a labor of love, but it took uh, almost two years to put this together. Okay. It started, It started. Um, I've got a got a gentleman that I work with there in uh, the Nashville area, and um, he has access to some really good songwriters. So I approached him about two years ago, and I said, you know, I'd really like to put another CD together. Do you have some songs? And so obviously one thing led to another. He wound up giving me, in the neighborhood of about 150 songs.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah, and so it took me some time to filter through all those, and they were, for the most part, they were all very, very good. Yeah. But, you know, I narrowed it down to, like, maybe 30, and then from 30 down to 15, and I you know, finally got it down to about 10. And um, and then, then I went from there, you know, start learning it, and put the uh, studio session together to... Get it all laid down, and then back and forth between Colorado and Nashville to, to do the vocals, and um, and then just you know, time took its took its course, and we finally got it all together, and uh, came to fruition. Yeah, here in the middle of November.
1: Do you have a band that you work together with regularly? Were they able to play with you on the CD?
0: Uh, no, they did not. But I do have a regular band here in Colorado. Yeah, they're still pretty well, um, you know, situated here in Colorado where they couldn't make that trip. And so, and I was pretty sure that I wanted to use the, um, the players that I could get there in Nashville too. Yeah, so.
1: yeah. The, um, the the title of the CD, A Few More Miles to Go, I, I can read into that what I think that means, but tell me what your interpretation of that title, why did you pick that?
0: Well, um, you know, you just... To me, you just never know. what, You know, nothing is is um, for sure. So sure. You, you you're not promised tomorrow, right? And and I've been doing this for quite some time. So I'm just hoping that I get a few more months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. Do, how far out uh, do you do you envision? Where do you uh, do you, you still have some things you want to do with your music? What's What's it look like for you? You know. A year out, a few years out. Have you? Do you think that far?
0: Yeah, I uh, I I really think that I'll probably be working this uh, CD for you know the better part of two years. I know the last one was more like three years. Okay. So I'm I'm hoping to be able to carry this out about two years. In the meantime, I'll start working on the next CD and, yeah. and start trying to put some of that uh, some of the songs that I didn't do on this one. You know, they're still in the back of my mind. Going, you know, that's a good song to yeah, do. Right, right. Just didn't to put on this, and so yes, I I do plan to do another one. And I still main thing is trying to get some traction with uh, with the airplay. You know, I think um, I think I would really do well with my music down in Texas, but that's kind of a tough nut to cut down there.
1: Yeah, and, yeah.
0: You know, they um, they're pretty much um, if you're not from Texas, they don't they don't. They don't uh, play your stuff quite as much as they (laughs) would the Texas people. And I think that it says a lot for the people of Texas and their musicians, you know. Sure. They've got that that kind of support.
1: Yeah, Um, I guess favorite sons, so to speak, they kind of enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. Um, So if folks want to listen to some of your older music and uh, purchase a copy of the new CD, A Few More Miles to Go, what's the best way to... To do that, or reach out to you and and learn some more about your uh, your music and and how maybe they could uh, schedule to come
0: play. Well, um Lee is uh, is my website, so that's pretty simple. There's uh, there's a lot of information there. There you are able to purchase the CDs that I've done on that site. Um, you can also. Find it on, uh, you know, your streaming services like uh, Spotify and Amazon and um, iTunes. So it, it's there too. If you want to, you know, if you want to stream it or if you wanted to purchase downloads, they're, they're available there. Good. Um, so, but uh, by all means, I would wish people would come to my website and take a look around. I've got uh, some videos from my previous CD.
1: On right. There. Yeah. Yeah. And, I noticed that. Yeah.
0: Good good so yeah well, cool.
1: well we certainly wish you uh, well with the new cd and uh love for you to to, to get a nice uh, travel circuit head our way in virginia and and hopefully we'll we'll be able to uh, catch a show somewhere in, in between and uh if folks want to reach out to you again it's uh, lee sims.com and we certainly thank you for being on the podcast lee